Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, let's jump right into today's movie. Oh, yeah. Because this is, I say, this is a very exciting one um, at the beginning of every episode, but it is a very exciting one. It is Steven Spielberg's latest movie, which I feel like a lot of people feel shocked that he has another one because West Side Story just came out. But let's remind ourselves that West Side Story was uh, postponed because of the pandemic. Exactly. So... I mean, let's just take this as a blessing. You know, we have another Steven Spielberg movie within the span of one year. So that's very exciting. It's directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner, who also wrote uh, West Side Story with him. So quite the duo. And it's starring Gabriel LaBelle, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, and Seth Rogen. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. Oh my gosh, that was such a fun surprise. I feel like I knew he was in this, but then when he came on the screen, I was like, oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's what's really interesting about Seth Rogen as an actor is whenever you see him in something, he just kind of like pops up out of nowhere. And you're like, yes. oh, Seth Rogen. But then the longer you get into the movie, it never fails to prove that he is actually a really good yeah. actor. He was perfect in this part. He really was because at times I was like, oh no, like he's so comedic, like that doesn't fit the tone of this. But like he was the funny friend, the friend of the family, the maybe too good of a friend of the wife, the mother. Yeah, the dorky sidekick. Yes, yes. And he was just so perfect in it. And like, I want him to be my uncle. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was really good casting there. So I was excited to see him in this. And Gabriel LaBelle, like, he really hasn't done much other than this. So I feel like this is kind of a big big breakout for him. Big launch. I didn't realize how much of the movie he was going to be in. I think the trailer has a lot of the younger boy that I thought that was going to be most of the movie. Oh, interesting. I don't know why I thought that but um I thought that was going to be at least like half of the movie but it really wasn't no, it was it kind really of wasn't. just like a prologue it was very much uh, about the more coming of age aspect which yeah. is you know your teenage years your adolescence which was kind of what I was expecting but you know the premise of the the little boy watching the yes. the train collide and then wanting to recreate it for himself over and over again and yeah I, it was just so sweet and I feel like even though I wasn't necessarily as obsessive with making movies like that. I mean, mm. I definitely had my own my own thing, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think it just felt very personal about how when you're a kid, you really show who you are and what your interests are and what you want to be when you grow up, whether your parents like it or not, right. or are supportive of it or not. Yeah. No, I, I love it because I think that it's – beautiful in the way of like it's kind of like what he was always destined to do and I think like you see so many people give up their passions and 
you know, the dad always jokes like it's a hobby yep. um, early on in life. And we see him continue to use his art, whether it's to make like home videos or for his senior ditch day and how he's just kind of known as like the film guy. And I just the whole time could not stop thinking like he really is the original film bro. Um, <laughs> but in I, a in, a, in a good way, he's not in a toxic way. He wasn't, you know, trying to tell people that Pulp Fiction's the best movie ever created, um, or that Francis Ford Coppola is like, you know, the second coming of Christ. So <laughs> we love him for that. But this, I like, don't even know where to begin because I feel like it's, it's kind of like a really good holiday movie. I feel like it's coming out at a really good time for I, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I the, just like the family aspect of it because even mm-hmm. though it ultimately is like a, a movie about divorce and then a divided family it's still so heartwarming yeah and i don't know i don't know the last time i've seen a really good heartwarming upper yes. of a movie even though yeah. there are a lot of sour notes like yeah. the divorce and the anti-semitism yeah. and the moving mm-hmm. and the the grandma dying and like there's a lot of, there's a lot of negatives there's a lot of low points yes but it still leaves you with with such a warm fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. and makes you you know want to go hug your own family and chase your own dreams again mm-hmm. or continue to do so whatever part of your life you're in I, I loved it. I, I told my parents immediately they have to run. Me to too. To Me too. It. I texted my family. I was like, you guys, please go see this because I don't know. Maybe I can convince them to go see it with me during Thanksgiving because I feel like it'd be such a good movie like as a family to go to the theater yes. and see. It's not something that like we could relate to. But I think that's like what's so beautiful about it is like you said, just the family aspect of it and the moving and following your dreams. And also, you know, even just the themes of, you know, aside from the divorce, kind of how it happens and like the father trying to do what's best for the family, but also follow his career and his dreams and, you know, provide the best that he can for the family. And then also you have a mother who it kind of reminded me of like what we've kind of seen in recent cinema about like mothers feeling selfish and guilty with the lost daughter or I don't know there's another one on the tip of my tongue that's like another movie about women feeling selfish because they're mothers and they do what they believe is right for them yeah Um, a lot maybe like a little bit of cha-cha real smooth yes 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 yeah so I guess that's just any movie Dakota Johnson's been in yeah pretty much (laughs) I don't know like I struggle with it I don't know what you thought but I'm like am I not a feminist because like I kind (laughs) of at the end like didn't like Michelle Williams character like I was kind of mad at her but I'm like I don't is that mad is that bad of me to like be like I I don't I don't know that I agree with that I think (laughs) maybe that was mean I no I think she I think it's you know subtly depicted that she does have mental health yes yes Uh, for that reason and with just so many changes that had happened in in her life and she truly was so unhappy in california not just because yeah she was away from seth rogan's character but it it just was not good for her and Mm. then on top of that you know once your son finds out you're having an affair i think there's you know some more 
guilt that comes into play there and not even guilt, but just finally a light switch flips in your head and it's like, okay, well, which life am I going to choose to live? Because I can't have the best of both worlds yeah. anymore. And then I, I don't know. I think at the, when you see Sammy with his dad and they get the letters from, with the pictures of the block yeah. party, you know, the, they looked really happy and the kids still looked happy too. Yeah. So I, 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 I didn't have any ill feelings towards her. I guess it was like, she kind of made it sound like she still, I don't know. Like I just, not that I'm like, I wanted there to be a compromise, but Mm. like I wanted him to maybe compromise for her and not, not in like a relationship way, but like, okay, we'll move here. Like, but we're going to stay together. Like she seemed like she still loved him, but yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like that's very, truthful and like you know you don't just start hating somebody and oftentimes that is what happens when there's you know an affair and cheating involved that you still do love the person and you don't know why I'm saying that like I you know cheated on somebody but I haven't but like you know (laughs) speculation yeah but that's like the hard part about it is like you still care about that other person but you don't know why you did what you did because you care about another person well i think the best line that sums up the whole thing at least in their situation is that the husband was mitzi's best audience Mm. but his best friend could make her laugh yeah so i i don't know and i think she also finally made a selfish choice for herself because you know she did want to be a, a concert pianist and is so greatly gifted but like her mother's brother said she wasn't selfish enough right in her youth to really take that step so she finally did it then and you know i think there's truth in that too that you have to be pretty selfish to be an artist right oh my gosh that whole scene with uncle boris oh my god played by judd hirsch yes uh, see scenes deal i think i had my mouth open the entire time laughing like when he's in the that the bedroom with him? yeah yeah i i was obsessed with that and you know i think i think there was actually a lot of truth in it even though it was you know more of a comedic relief moment in yeah. the movie he he did not say anything that was untrue yeah about art and life and yes so on and so forth and family yeah. yeah yeah it was a really great moment no i i feel bad i want to take back what i said about Michelle's no character. that's i mean that's like i honestly, but i'm you... like why do i feel like that's how i felt with the lost daughter is i was like i kind of hate this character for like doing that and i guess lost daughters was a little, a little different yeah i guess i'm just in a very different point in my life where like i know all the things that i want to do and i like i don't want to have kids until i achieve that because i don't want to be selfish once i'm in a relationship and have exactly. kids so it's hard like i don't know the other way around of like you know exactly. especially in that time where that's what's expected and then it's like wait i never lived out this dream and i need to do that if i'm gonna be mentally well so i i I understand that i guess it was just hard to see because i was like no they were such a cute family well yeah and you know all the new house yeah and then you see those kids just uh, screaming at each other it was it's gut-wrenching but that's that's yeah like when they sit them down and tell them about the divorce and they're like trying the kids are trying to come up with like solutions and i just that just broke my heart because kids trying to fix something and it, you know, it, I've been there, not 
in this way with my parents, but just you're trying to come up with solutions and you're like, well, what if we do this? What if, what if we do that? Like, can't we fix this somehow? And you know, there's not a way of fixing it. Um, so I guess it was just hard to watch, but I read that this is largely based on Steven Spielberg's life, or I don't want to say largely, I guess loosely, but um, he said that all of his films are personal films, but I feel like this must be the most personal. Like I can't imagine Jaws and E.T. are, um, you know, real life experiences, but I want to say that this is the first time he is admitting that he knew about his mother's affair is in this film. Like this is him admitting that I read that somewhere and I don't know if I read it correctly. Um, that would make sense. But yeah. Well, and, and then that's because I'm assuming his mother's passed away now, but right. that, that, that happened to him. And now he's making a movie about that experience, yeah. but it's kind of an extent of like what could have happened if he had told his mother. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard too, because there are a lot of really interesting things that happen in families because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is human and you grow up and at a certain point you realize that your parents are real people yeah. and not like mom and dad. That's or such a harsh reality whoever, yeah. to face. Yeah. I'm like if I could, I'm like, how do I like ease my children into that? Of like, you can't really. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it, like in the movie, it's not until you witness or discover your parents make such a massive earth shattering mistake yeah. that that's when that switch flips. And, you know, maybe you resent them for a while, but at the end of the day, you're the only parents you've got, this is your only family you'll ever have. And mm-hmm. that's why I think it's, still a heartwarming movie even though the big drama at the at the center of it is the the family in turmoil yes i mean i i'm like i want to applaud steven spielberg um but <laughs> this is this Get is in line it's very like courageous to make such a personal film um yeah and he the, he's talked about not wanting to have ever make this story right because it's so scary and and vulnerable and you know what if you make a movie about your family and they hate it but yeah it's what was true to you to, yeah yeah exactly Ugh. i loved it for the sense of like it's a movie about making movies and yes. it just has this very cinematic feeling which a lot of oh my you gosh know, all of spielberg's films but do can we but talk about how gorgeous this movie was it oh was yeah like every single the lighting shot, oh my god he wanted it to be perfect and also speaking of shooting i don't i don't know if i should give away like the spoiler of the the very very end but yes if you know what i'm talking about the mm-hmm. end joke yes of of the the way in which it was shot I was the only person in the theater what? who laughed. Oh, everybody in my theater was like, oh. I was the only person who got it. Oh, come on. They need to see the whole movie again. No, I know. Okay. It's like <gasps> another two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, oh. it was quite long. Yeah. You know, I I love this movie. And I, I think it is a perfect movie because it's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. The score is fantastic. Mm-hmm. John Williams, of course. And because the screenplay is so good. I feel it like is. I've seen a lot of not so fantastic movies lately, mm-hmm. specifically on the writing end. Yes. And to watch a movie that was so well written was so refreshing. Yes. But 
My only downfall of this was that I felt like it was a little too long. I agree. Not saying I don't know what could have been cut out because I did feel like there were some Mm. plot points that jumped around a little bit or felt like a scene was missing that, you know, got left on the cutting room floor because it made the movie too long. Uh, But it is so good and so long because of Tony Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely moments that when Tony I was... knows how to milk it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not just for this movie, literally everything, everything he writes. I like the moments that I felt like, oh, why why is this in that did end up being needed. I think like when Sammy meets up with Benny and like Benny gets him the camera. Oh, the camera. oh I love that. Scene. I kinda yeah. At first I was like, wait, why are we seeing them? But then I was like, you know what? Like this is necessary because Sammy's connecting with Benny and at this point he was really resenting him and then all the stuff with Sammy's girlfriend and what he's experiencing at school. I loved I love the girlfriend. Yeah. Shout out to that girl. She was so funny yeah that was really great so i think there were a lot of like layers of like his life at school his life at home what he's dealing with with his parents and like he wants to make movies there were like so many layers and it did feel kind of like okay not like what's the focus it was very like no because that's life pointed all of the stuff that was going on yeah i guess it was just kind of i don't know maybe we didn't need the stuff about like the bully and his girlfriend like that was i yeah but i guess it led him to meet his girlfriend i don't know Yeah, and that was it was all yeah I think that's the thing. They're all really well-rounded. Everything characters. was very fully developed, which is nice in the grand scheme of things. I felt right, like I really me. understood. Yeah, it made me understand the world, but in a very long way. But it's visually stunning. It didn't bore me. I mean, I could sit there and watch it for forever. It was more just like, yeah. you know, I, I do like to do other things on my Sunday. Right. Uh, I, as I'm- much as I love going to the movies, I, you know, it's tired and maybe you know i i didn't need it to be three hours but i think two and a half was plenty yes i'm glad that they cut it there it wasn't like the you know upcoming avatar that's long yeah um, i mean <laughs> a lot of people at the theater were going to see the new black panther and i looked at the runtime for that and that's i think two hours and like 45 minutes whoa oh okay. so i was like you know what i'm seeing a baby movie i'm seeing a little tiny baby short <laughs> film uh in comparison so i really can't complain and would absolutely say this is cinema chicks approved yes. i thought it was beautifully beautifully shot i am trying to think back i don't think it's inappropriate i'm just trying to think i'm like this is what i want to show my kids oh yeah absolutely this is beautiful it's a family story that has real issues but i don't think that they're so grand or too dark this would be if i had seen when i was like 10 or 12 like what made me love movies yeah i feel like this this for you know that sort of age group hopefully they go see it with their parents grandparents yes. family or you know i just i hope people are attracted to it i think the poster is really cute um and so the, hopefully the whole thing is just cute yeah it's heartwarming yeah like the the my word association the fableman's heartwarming yes yes and heartwarming in a in a powerful way it's not you know a a rom-com a lifetime movie it's right heartwarming and meaningful at the same time and i think and beautiful masterpiece yes masterpiece And on that note, that's a wrap.
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Toy Train Crashes, Michelle Williams Click Clacking Nails on the Piano, and The Love of Making Movies. Thanks for listening! I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.